Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yup! Fantasy, best friends forever. This is, this is bad. Mm. Fantasy Best Friends Forever, hour number two. What are you looking at over there? Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And Nintendo's numbers against lefties? Chris Venture's hanging out with us again for hour number two. What's up? What's up? What up? Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, and I was trying to figure out who's... I haven't mocked anything out in my home league, right? Mm-hmm. I have first overall picks. So I want to try to figure out who will be there for me in the second or third round. Don't pre-plan your draft too well, I just want, I Did you ever listen to the King, Greg? Come on. I just want to have an idea. I just want to have an idea who's going to be there. Not, not like in the second to the point. Like two, three, turn. Yeah, you have an idea of like five guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's all I want. Sure. So there's I, a lot of players kept in your league. Of course. So I asked. So you're going to get a bum. I asked hometown Heller, like, who's the best guy left? Does he think? Because I haven't done this at all yet. I have not looked at it or really know who people are keeping. Mm-hmm. He told me that Bogart's the best guy. I'm like, at the what? Two, three, turn. Three turn? No. Like, are you kidding me? What, it's a 12-team league. How many players are kept? Four. Yeah, it's like my league. Yeah, that's 48 like players off the board. I'll tell you who's better. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Kept. Oh. He's going to be kept in a keeper league already. He's already kept in both of my leagues. Dude, this is, a, this is not good at all. Well, I hope you, have keep, you have great keepers, though. What are you worried about, dude? I want to make, Don't I, you I, have I Arenado in like the 10th round? You like the 8th, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, oh, my that's team a, is going to suck yeah, that's so amazing. bad. It's my last year of that, though. Oh, it's my last year of that. Dude, and you you got to out in the eighth yeah. round. I got it. I have, Mookie, you have? I have Mookie Betts because I had the first overall pick. Are you going to take him or are you going to take Scherzer? So you can now, I might have, now I might have to take Scherzer. Over our boy. What's the name of Scherzer? Jeremy. Oh, so Jeremy. Jay Wolf. Jay Wolf. Yeah. You have the first overall pick, so you don't have to pick, keep somebody in the first round. That's fantastic. Right? Yeah. 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 Like, that's what I did last year. I, I, Who are your other keepers? I didn't keep a first round we pick. We talked about this, right? Like, so I have. Hopefully, not Devers again. No, I'm not keeping Rafi Devers. Uh, Blake Snell, I'm going to keep. He's in the eleventh uh, round, I believe. Shout out to Mike Steele. He's, yeah. he's in the or the, he's the tenth round, I think. He's oh yeah, round. yeah. Your team's gonna suck. My eleventh round. I have in the eleventh round. I'm keeping Patrick Corbin. All right. You don't like that? Don't I don't like, like that. Kind of out. I'm out on that. In the eleventh round. I've, I know. I've actually pivoted. I'm not going to keep him anymore in one of my home leagues. In the eleventh round. I know. It sounds. It sounds great. Or would you, I told. I asked you this. Or would, good you, value, would you rather keep Zach Wheeler in the ninth? Two rounds difference. Nah. Yeah. I'd rather keep Corbin. There. So I have Wheeler in the ninth. I can keep all three. Or I can keep Justin Turner in the thirteenth. I like that too in the points league. Get out of here, <laughs> Zach Wheeler, baby. Let's go. Really? Take the three pitchers. Pays. Arenado. Take Mookie Betts. And then what? <laughs> and then you're probably taking one hitter and one pitcher there on the turn. I agree. I agree. Not You've already got pitchers, so you'll be pretty good. You'll be in good shape. So you don't like the Justin Turner? I like. I love Justin Turner. He's awesome. I, I like that like better Justin than Turner. But thirteenth round. I like that I better really, than the pitchers. Like, the only I really reason like why Zach I don't. Wheeler. I don't like the pitchers because they do so many different things from year to year. Those pitchers, yeah. not the top twenty. Definitely. Obviously, Zach Wheeler's always hurt. Like there was one year I had Gossman. Remember that when Goss, uh, Kevin Gossman had that unbelievable season? Yeah, yeah. Gas man. Yeah, I had him and I had Aaron Sanchez, who also had unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I had them in like the eight, 18th and 17th rounds. Uh-huh. I, I ended up not keeping them because the next years they ended up being horrible. Anyway. Horrific. Yeah. yeah. So keeping pitchers late volatile. doesn't work out a lot. Volatile. Yeah. yeah. What's the skills though, Greg? I mean, I do skills like those guys. For Blake's, yeah. I want to trade. Blake's now, I want to trade. Excited about the skills for my Zach goal. Mueller. My goal is to trade away a Corbin or Wheeler and then keep Justin Turner and get an extra pick out of it. That's what I'd like to do. Uh, yeah, that's what you should. That's do. a good idea. That shouldn't be allowed though. That's actually something I don't do that yeah, anymore. You shouldn't. Of course you should. Allowed to trade away a player you're not going to keep. Of course you can. A draft pick out of it. It's your, sense. it's your team. It's your team. It's like a little know. bit of dynasty wrinkle there. Uh, that's yeah. A little we don't do that. Why would you be allowed to do that? I, they're on my you, team. You weren't going to keep that player anyway. I might. Yeah. You, in my opinion, if you trade away a player that you were going to keep, yeah, you only get to keep three players now. No, that you gain the draft. No, no, no. That's you. You shouldn't be allowed. And I that's hope, true. I hope your home league is I'm actually watching and paying attention here. They'll, they'll listen. You shouldn't be able to trade away a player and gain a draft pick. And then just keep another player. I agree with that. Yeah. It's either you keep four players and you don't get any additional Why? draft picks, or you trade away a player, you get an extra draft pick, but now you can only keep three. I don't agree with you guys. Because it's not really your roster. Like, uh, the thing is, you're only right. going to get to keep four, right? right? Mm-hmm. So once the keepers are in and yeah. locked in, then right. I, it's, it's okay it's to trade those guys. No, then it's closed. Once it's locked, it's locked, man. Well, the traders are locked. Uh, the keepers are locked. Everybody's locked. You're, you're done. It's not your team anymore. Right. You just have the four guys, right? Right. Then course. you can trade those guys. I don't think you should trade guys that you're going to drop anyway back into the pool. People, right. If people are looking for players, why wouldn't I be able to trade my players well, away? You could trade away every player on your team then for draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> of course I just, could. You could just have a million draft picks and still have four keepers. It that could end up being a draft I, I, I yeah. could do that, but people are going to have to give away draft picks for them. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. That is true, too. Okay. I mean, whatever. Value. Every league has their own right. I used to do draft pick sure. trades. That was a complete disaster. I, love, I stopped oh, that. Yeah, we I do it all. Oh, we do it all the time. Uh, yeah. Don't. Dra- uh, picks for picks. Yeah. It's oh, great. We nobody knows how to decide the value. I've on nearly that. gotten into like yeah. brawls over like yeah. trading for draft you picks. Know, and stuff. You know what we do more th- more so than anything isn't draft pick trade. It's more draft pick swaps. So we all we swap. We do a lot of round swapping. Round people, swapping. Okay. So people jump all over the board. Like, I know. First, I know you like, have first your and fourth. For like your 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 swap first and fourth. And then so swap like one five seven that. something like that. Right, right, right. So much to pay attention. To. Yeah, we, we, we use a Google. We use a Google Doc draft. Yeah, I mean, look, if you guys are, if it's easy for you to track, then yeah, I mean, all the power to you. I tried it for three years. And I was, I was I'm a commissioner in a fantasy yeah. basketball league where where you could trade. It was a keeper league where you can trade draft picks. It's a disaster, right? I was a commissioner too. I told yeah. myself never again. I stopped it because the kids were just complaining, like, "Oh, how do they know the value? This kid traded that kid to this team, and he's a powerful team now. It kind of screws me." And I get so many complaints. I was just done with it. I was just done with it. Greg, we got to get into more, some more second base. Okay. Because we're going to get to like 10. All right. Two hours. It's usual. <laughs> it's well, you it. talked a, b- a bunch already. You've talked three. Yeah. <laughs> we got three guys here. <laughs> We've Metro, talked. what are your thoughts on Javier Baez? I'm not even doing I'm not Don't doing even this. ask I'm me about Javier Baez. I'm not doing this. He loves so. it. <laughs> All right. Javier Baez or Altuve? We'll just ask you that. Baez. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm there too. I disagree with both of you. Okay. <laughs> so this crew... Ozzy Albies, Glaber Torres, and Daniel Murphy. Why is that a crew? Because their because their ADP right now, according to the NFBC, is all around the same round ish, give or take. I think this is a crew. I don't know how you have it here because I haven't I haven't opened up your rankings, which you can check out by the way on Frank's Patreon. They're free for now. They won't be free for, for good. Um, Albies, Torres, and Murphy are all going around the same round ish, round or two. Okay. How would you rank those three? I have Albies actually ranked third. Oh, really? Second baseman, yeah. Ahead of Wit. Ahead of Wit. Okay. Yeah, I have him third. I, I have Baez, Altuve, Albies. I have Wit fourth, then Glaber five. I actually have Mankata six and Murphy seven. We'll talk about Mankata in a second because I disagree with you. Obviously, we talked about this downstairs mm-hmm. about Mankata. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank, how do you have these guys ranked? 
I have it Ozzy Albies four, Glaber Torres five, Daniel Murphy six. All right, so you're, you're at the same as the ADP. The thing with Ozzy Albies is he got off that, obviously the scorching hot start right. in the first half. He was he was unbelievable, um, and really slowed down momentously um, in the second half. Will the real Ozzy Albies, please stand up. Which is the real Ozzy Albies? Is it a combination of both of them? Probably, probably so. Mm-hmm. What makes you? I'll go to you, Venture, because you have him third overall. Why do you believe that he's the third best second baseman? Do you think we're going to see that first half all season? Like, what do you expect of Ozzy Albies this year? I expect a lot, obviously, right? Really? Yeah. Um, I, and you know, I think you're getting him at a at a pretty decent value, considering that he's behind uh, behind third right now, according to those ADPs. Yeah. Uh, and this guy has been a top three prospect for years, right? He, he was known as a can't miss prospect coming up, uh, and he proved a lot. In his first year, in the, pretty much his first full season in the MLB here, uh, you know, 105 runs scored for basically a rookie. You know what I mean? Um, 40 doubles, 24 homers. He had 14 bags, 261. Across the board in the points league, I think that this is a guy that's going to grow. Yeah, he's going to have growing pains still, I think, in his second full season. But I think that the upside is is way better than a, a Murphy or a, a – well, Glaber, I think, still needs more time. I think Glaber needs a little more time, and you got to worry a little bit about injuries with Glaber. With Ozzy, I think you know he's almost there, and he's only 22 years old. So, I mean, the the sky's the limit. I love that fact, and I will take the chance on him over a guy like a Daniel Murphy, uh, who I'm a lot more worried about. You know what I mean? Sure. And it is worth mentioning again that Ventura specializes more so in points leagues. Definitely, uh, my yeah. rankings are more so for Roto. Uh, and, which, and for the record, I use my head is obviously the head ten categories, which I play my only. So we all kind of uh, got a little wrinkle of. But I, tor- I I normally try to lean toward what Venture is doing with the points league. I, that's my favorite way to play. But continue. Yeah, uh, but I don't really think there's much difference between the the points format and the roto for Ozzy Albies because okay. you, you kind of want him to do a little bit of everything for roto. Okay. Uh, and then in the points league, you mentioned look, he hit a lot of doubles last year. He doesn't strike out all that much. Like he's always been a good contact hitter going back to his days in the minors. He only has a seventeen percent strikeout rate last year. Doesn't walk all that much. I thought he would be a little bit better in that yeah. department, and and maybe he maybe see, he'll grow. Yeah. Maybe we see a little bit of an uptick uh, this year because two years ago in 2017 when he made his debut in only 57 games, he walked 8.6 percent of the time. Last year that dropped down to 5.3. So he was a little bit more aggressive last season. Greg, you mentioned it. I mean, it was the tale of two halves for Ozzy Albie. So it, yep. it's trying to figure out, you know, which which is the real guy. Last year he hit 24 home runs, uh, whereas you know his. His highest total in a season was 2017 when he hit 15. That was between AAA and the majors. Sure, yeah. So 24 kind of seems like a little bit of an outlier. He's not really a big dude. Like, you, like can you really expect that much power from him? I first half, can. first half, 281 <laughs> batting average, 834 OPS, Greg. Uh, second half, 226, 624 OPS. 20 home runs in the first half, yep. four in the second half. Nine stolen bases in the first half. Five in the second half. Now, he played 93 games in the first half, 64 in the second half. Right. So, all right, fine. But talk about two, two halves, man. Like, this is a guy that was, he was bad. Like, he was just straight up bad in the second half of the mm-hmm. season. He was bad. And look, the but, hard hit rate dropped by 11% in the second half. So, that obviously led to it. The home run to fly ball ratio went from 14.7% to 5.6%. But I will say this, I don't necessarily hate his draft price this year because he showed he showed me a lot in that first half. Like, you know, as bad as he was in the second half and every you know, a lot of people try to look at second halves as like count uh, you know, coming over into the next year. It's kind of like I, I, I was over. doing I was doing it this morning. And 
you can't just completely discount a first half and like yeah. just gloss over it and not even like take it into consideration. I still think that he could be a, you know a twenty twenty guy with a batting average that's that's not going to kill you. Yeah. A two sixty two seventy hitter, dude. He, it's doable. Here's the thing, like. He's a young player. Yeah. Have you? How often do you see a young guy come into the majors and not struggle at some point? It's very rare. Albert Pujols was like the only player I've seen in, in 20 years that came into the league ripping and didn't stop. Bryce Harper. Basic, Bryce Harper's pretty good. They're yeah. basically expecting, yeah. Bryce Harper. I mean, they're when basically he came in, expecting Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to do that. This Ozzie, yeah, yeah, Vlad's gonna do that. No, <laughs> Vlad's okay. gonna no, do that. Vlad is right. Right. Like, well, he's a different kind of prospect. Ozzy Albies is 22 years old. Yeah, he's so he's young. Legitimately 22 years old. Great lineup too. Great and lineup. Projected to bat fifth, so going to have more RBI opportunities. He's not going to be at the top of that lineup. That's fine. That's the difference. He but, was more so at the top last year. So maybe the runs come down a little bit. He had 105 runs scored last year. Uh, if I'm just projecting it, I'm probably looking more at like 85 to 90. But I do think the RBIs could come up. He'll make 70. up for it. Yeah. With if he's RBIs. batting fifth, he's going to be right behind Freddie Freeman and Nick Markakis. Yeah. He's going to have some RBI opportunities. Do the steals Josh Donaldson. Does he stop running? I don't I think, think he continues running. You know what? I actually, you know, you were expecting more speed out of him last year than you were the power. Totally. And it didn't come. Like, But in 2017, between AAA and the majors, he had 29 steals. So mm -hmm. he had eight stolen bases in, in 57 games at the major league level in 2017. So and just 14 that kind of projects games. out closer to 20. I'll take 20. I, would, I think he could get to like 18, 18, 20. I, I think he could yeah. be in that range. What was his... Um Steal percentage last year. Do you, do you have that? He, he had 14 for 3. 14 for 3. Three caught stealing. So not bad. But, he, he, but my point was, he only, he only attempted 17. He only bases. attempted 17. You, should, you would assume he'd attempt more. And the minors, the guy was a prolific stolen base player. Uh, and I'm trying, you, you mentioned Frank. He's fast. You His mentioned speed on StatCast, he's in the 80th percentile. And he's success, successful at stealing bases. You mentioned, this is a great, you mentioned it's a great lineup. Mm -hmm. Does that cause him to run less? He doesn't want to run into outs. You don't want, you don't want to run into outs. Well, look at who's behind him, right? Yeah. Ender and Ciarte. Like, to me, that's a player who, yeah, you can run with that guy on base. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to run with that guy at the plate. Yes. The guy like Ender and Ciarte. Because, you know, you, what are you hoping he does? Hit a single? Yeah. You're going to need Ozzy Albies on second base if you, want, yeah. if you want him to score from there. What uh, you should expect is temper your expectations with soul bases. 15 to 20, say. Right? right? Yeah, that's But fair. I think you should still expect power. Here's the thing. When in the minors, you're not playing as many games as you are in the majors. So you're never going to see crazy power numbers, even from power guys, because they're just not getting enough at-bats to produce that many homers. In the majors, you'll see them also, they're getting older, they're getting stronger, they're getting better. Uh, they're not a young kid, almost a teenager anymore. This kid's 22. The power's going to come. I think this guy's just a pure hitter. He's hit like 290-plus in every year in the minors. So uh, I mean, he's just a pure hitter. It's really interesting because you mentioned this lineup's so great. Top half's really great. Like those first four hitters, and then you include Alex yeah, it drives. Five. It's really good. Then after that, Inciarte, Brian McCann, Dansby Swanson. That actually makes me more interested in Albies because you can run, right? Like you can run on that. Yes. So that makes me a little bit also, more. Also, resource actually changed this up. They have Acuna now hitting leadoff again, which is what, which is what Brian Snedeker said. Yeah, we might. It's kind of been going back and forth though, because he, there was a report that he came out and said that Acuna up. was going to hit cleanup. And Acuna thought, was not happy. And then we thought that. Ender and Ciarte was going to bat leadoff. Right. Oh, Ronald Acuna wants to hit leadoff, and that's good for his stolen base. So basically, Acuna said he wants to bat leadoff. Donaldson says he wants to bat second. Freeman wants to bat third. This is the lineup. It all fits right. Really? It fits in perfectly. Yeah. It's interesting. I think Acuna should bat, Acuna should bat fourth. He bat. wants to bat leadoff. And Ozzy should bat leadoff. I'm sure you do think that. I mean, that makes the most sense. Then it gives you your 100 runs. Why is Inciarte batting leadoff? He's not one of the best. He's not. He's, He's not, not even a top five hitter Acuna on the team. Acuna. 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 Okay, so if Acuna hits leadoff, you got Donaldson Freeman, then who bats fourth? Marquecas. Oh, that's a terrible cleanup hitter. <laughs> that's the worst cleanup hitter I've ever heard in my life. 
Yeah, he I doesn't did, hit home I've runs. Never heard of, how about you go look at the, uh, the go, Baltimore go look Orioles? At, go look at the Rays, man. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I know. Listen, but Don't you have better options. Nick Markakis, man. It would Especially make, in a points league, you should love. I him like the doubles. guy. I like the guy. He's a he's a great baseball player. Like he's been a solid baseball player. So he's not a fantasy guy. But last year he was. Point, he's a last league. year he was. He's a points league guy. Half he came out of nowhere he's, though. He's been bad for ten years. Every year he's he's pretty solid. He's undervalued. Every Florio year in loved him going to last year in points leagues. Loved. That's him. very interesting because he hasn't done anything to prove that he in years. Here, yeah. Here's what I have for Ozzy Albie's projection. You guys tell me anywhere where I might be off. 270, 18 homers, 80 runs scored, 80 RBI, 18 stolen bases. So 18, 18 guy. How many homers? 18. Seems I, I like that. Seems except happy. I'm going to say a little more homers. Look, I'm going to throw in triples in there. I'm going to throw in like eight triples. Listen, I th- <laughs> well, what are you looking for in a second baseman? I think that's the ultimate question. Because you get Ozzy Albies, and he's going around pick 60 or so. And I think that's right. Like, I think he is a fourth-ranked second baseman. Like, I agree, I agree with you. Um, I have him third. It's third. not, yeah, I'm you a third. Like, I agree he's the fourth-ranked second baseman. But I think a lot of it comes to what are you looking for. Mm-hmm. When we come back, I want to get in. We'll, we'll hit on Glaber Torres. But, like, I want to get into... Mike Moustakis. I want to get into Travis Shaw. Guys are going to hit a lot of home runs that you're getting a little bit later than Ozzy Albies. Is it worth it to wait? Our guy, Rudan Odor. Should we be waiting on him? Odor. We'll get into Odor as well. We have 40 minutes to go. We have a lot of second baseman to talk about. Stick with <laughs> us. We appreciate it. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Rain dance! Make it rain. They had three seniors on that team that took over that game for North Carolina. Seniors, guys that can play for three or four years together versus the one and duns, which is now Duke, Kentucky. The list goes on. But if you are Cam Reddish, if you are R.J. Barrett, you are supposed to take this as your opportunity. Those upperclassmen from North Carolina, they did what I was expecting Barrett and Reddish and Trey Jones to do, and it just didn't happen. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.
Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Chris Venture hanging out with us here for hour number two, breaking down the second baseman. I want to get into how these guys, how Ozzy Albies compares to the power guys like a Michael Moustakis, uh, like a Travis Shaw in a moment. Before we do, I think we have to hit on Glaber Torres, who you have as your next ranked second baseman, uh, as do you have him as fifth, I believe, here, yeah. uh, Chris. Glaber Torres, another one of these guys, it was the tale of two halves. But I think this one's a little bit more explainable. He got hurt. Came back. Did he rush back? Wasn't the same guy. Mm-hmm. You're going to get second base and shortstop eligibility out of Glaber Torres. Obviously, you guys are both Yankee fans. Uh, Frank, I'll start with you. What do you expect from Glaber this year? Yeah, so you mentioned uh, pre-injury versus post-injury. He was completely different player. I mean, 294 with a 905 OPS his first season in the league. You know, taking the league by storm, quite frankly, he had 15 home runs in only 63 games before the injury. He had a 42% hard hit rate. And he had a 44% fly ball rate with a 21% home run to fly ball ratio. In Yankee Stadium in the AL East, if you hit the ball that hard and hit the ball in the air that often, good things are going to happen. So, you know, I could see why he's going in the fifth, sixth round right now of drafts because based on what we saw out of that sample size, I'm not just going to prorate the numbers because 15 homers in 63 games, I mean, you're looking at like 35-plus home runs there. I don't think that's realistic, but... He did a lot last year to, to kind of prove himself during that time. Once he came back from injury, not nearly as good. 249 with a 733 OPS over the final 60 games of the season. Only hit nine home runs during that, that span. Uh, he's an aggressive swinger. He's going to swing and miss a little bit. The strikeouts are going to be an issue. I, you know, I want to see him kind of uh, take a step forward in that department. Uh, he chases some pitches outside the strike zone. But again, like Javier Baez, I think, has kind of set the mold for... You can be a guy who swings and misses and chases pitches, yep. but you know when you make contact, if it's good contact, good things are going to happen. Stalling Mate has made a career out of it. So he's, you know, we've kind of seen the uh, the template here with a guy like Javier Baez, and the thing is, Glaber isn't even as aggressive as a guy like Javier Baez is. So you know, I have my projection for him: two seventy, twenty five homers, eighty runs, eighty RBIs, ten stolen bases, eight to ten stolen bases. Don't expect a lot. So of he's speed. slightly. He'll chip in a little bit, but he'll. If you're just comparing him versus Ozzy Albies, he's slightly less. Similar batting average, I think similar. A little run, less. Uh, similar runs and RBIs. Maybe the RBI upside a little bit more with Albies in the middle of that lineup. Yeah, but more power. More from power. Labor, less steals. Less speed. So they, sure. they kind of even out. Yep. And again, 25 home runs, conservative projection. If he doesn't, he could hit close 30. to what he did in the first half last year before he got hurt. I mean, we're talking about a league winner here. We're talking about a. You know, a 290 hitter with 30 to 35 home runs and like 90 RBIs right. in the middle rounds. I also That's his upside. His, his ceiling is crazy, yeah. yeah. I also would like to think that Aaron Boone won't hit him ninth all year. He'll come up in the lineup, which is a better spot, which is a better spot for him. We've talked about Honestly, the only thing that affects the fact that he bats ninth is how many bats that he's gonna get. Which because what's even, doing? even batting ninth in the Yankees lineup, he's gonna have a ton of RBI opportunities. He's currently like the guys ahead of him, and Duhard, DJ LeMahieu. According, those guys are going to be on base. According to our friends at Roster Resource, mm-hmm. that is a pause for a joke. <laughs> he's uh, sixth. He's projected to bat sixth this year. That's pretty damn good. I see him at seven. So, on I mean, a different look, site. eighty RBIs. That's probably conservative too. Miguel Andujar, I think, had ninety four RBIs last yeah. year, batting sixth most <laughs> of the time. No matter where he plays, I wouldn't worry too much about the counting sets. This is the Yankees lineup? I think he could produce if he hits well, which we're expecting, right? He's going to produce, I think, in this lineup. And he'll eventually move up in this lineup. Because somebody's going to fall out. Somebody's going to get hurt, or somebody's not going to produce at the level they're supposed to produce at, and he's going to jump into the top four or five of that lineup. I don't know where exactly, but he'll be in there. He, I'm telling you, he, he's just 
He, the thing, the difference between him and Albies is that Albies has played more and shown more already. He's a little safer because at least if he does, if Ozzy doesn't give you the power that you want, he he's going to steal bases. He could fall back on that. Whereas Glaber can't. So if Glaber doesn't give you the power that you're desiring, then it's not as great of a traffic. The other thing is Ozzy Albies, I think, is more of a locked hit, 290 than a Glaber Torres. Like I think, I think Ozzy could hit 290 easy. I think their batted ball profiles similar. Are, are pretty similar. Yeah. And I think Glaber might even have more batting average upside based on what he, he showed might. in that first half. I like the Glaber. I mean, he was mashing. Glaber really probably strike out more than Ozzy Albies for you in, in points leagues. Well, I don't do my, we don't do minus for strikeouts. Oh, you don't do minus for strikeouts. So I don't even consider strikeouts, yeah. Oh, now, now, uh, now, now he likes Yoma Moncada. There you go, baby. Well, that, is, <laughs> that explains that whole thing. Yeah, I don't care how much you, they strike out. You kept if that they hit real bombs, silent. I don't care. Yeah. Why don't you like Joey Gallo? Come on, we went over this yesterday. I'm afraid he's going to just fall off the earth. I, I'm, out, I'm scared of him. That's off re- the face of the earth. Yeah. That's, that's really funny. All right, so you got these guys in Glaber Torres. Um, Here's the, pro- the only problem I have with Torres. I haven't ended up with him on any drafts yet, and I don't know if that I'm going to, is because you have to pay the price. 64 ADP right now. So in a 15-team draft, he's going in the fifth round. But is that where he should go, though? In a 12-teamer. Should he, though? I think I so. Mean, I think so. For everything you I just think to- he has a good combination of, like, floor, what he showed last year. And everything like, he, yeah, I guess it makes for sense. For everything you just told me, this is probably where he should go. Yeah, but, I mean, I think it's, so, yeah. It, so it, it, I think it's a decent price. So he's going ahead of Ozzy. No, he's, he's going, going behind. Ozzy's going into uh, these seven. eight spots behind Ozzy yeah. right now. See, I think Ozzy's the better value there, then. Because he's already proven a lot more to me. They're very similar to me. Yeah, I think they similar. are similar. They're very but, similar to me. I think, I think you could argue that seven, eight picks later, Glaber Torres might be the better I agree. Player. The value-wise, I'd probably give me potentially another round. I'd rather have Glaber. Half you know, a round. An entire round? If it's team it's half a round. Yeah, it'll be like the swing. Like, that's the only thing, like, you'll get out of it. Like, if you're on the end, right. instead of, or rather, if you're in the fourth right. round, on right. the end, like, you, you wait and get him to in the wait, exactly. And, that, and, that's, and a lot of that's going to depend on roster construction of the teams around you, right? Like, there's who, what they people need. And stuff like that. I, I, all right. You guys talk me into it. I kind of understand the price a little bit here. He has a lot of upside. Yeah. Okay. So, kind of upside, yeah. So, after that, some of the names in the NFPC are really interesting. We mentioned Daniel Murphy pretty much ad nauseum here. I want to skip, skip over him. Yeah, we talked about him yesterday, too. Check it out on demand. We mentioned... Uh, also has a high ceiling compared to, you know... I mean, like, people don't realize how high his ceiling could be in Colorado. That's what I'm Daniel saying. Murphy. Even though yeah, he's an yeah. old player. And that's what we talked about yesterday, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, you get to guys, you get to some interesting names now, I think. Besides Moustakis and Shaw, we want to get into. That's next. Moustakis, Shaw, Johnny VR, and Scooter Jeanette. These four guys, I uh, think. Scooter dropped, kind of, huh? He did. He did. He was going closer to like that Daniel Murphy tier earlier on in draft season. Yeah. Correct. So I'm trying to figure out why. Why did he drop? So, you know, something I Good hadn't question. even thought of before. Uh, you kind of hear them talking about it. Scooter Jeanette wants an extension from the Reds right now. Definitely. And he yeah. hasn't got it. And you kind of heard his name floated around in trade discussions right. uh, throughout the offseason. And yesterday, uh, you know, I was talking to our good buddy Michael Florio. He's doing the Tout Wars draft and hold draft. Um, that Frank's trying to be a part of. It was like the, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was the eighth or ninth. It was like the eighth, ninth swing. He has the first pick. So yep. it was coming towards him. I'm like, Scooter Jeanette's a good value there. I kind of like it. Like Robinson Cano was already off the board. I said, I think Jeanette's pretty good. And he says, I think Jeanette's going to get traded. Okay. And if he leaves the Reds lineup and Great American Ballpark, that could be a big problem. Obviously, going to affect his fantasy output. What does he really do great? He only does one thing great, and that's hit for average. That's not true. He doesn't hit for a ton of power. Your power, though. Power is not great. 23 to 25 homers. 
I know, but if he, he does that, batting second in the Reds' order, if he could score, yeah, he needs to score. Then I, I think close to 100 runs. Dude, if he I bats mean, in, a, in look, second in the Reds' lineup, he's so, going to score 85. So in a, in a back to back years, 80 runs scored. Back to back years, over 90 RBIs. Back to back years, over 20 home runs. Back to back years, over a 295 average. Yep. Walks are not great. They're fine. They're okay. They're not, they're not good, for they're not, sure. They're not, they're not good, yeah. Strikeout, you know you don't care about strikeouts, but like strikeouts aren't deadly. No, aren't deadly. How about no. this, Greggy? I looked into him against lefties, because that was kind of always something that was in the back, the back of, of my, my mind. mind. Yeah, yeah, Like, he's not good against lefties, right? right? In twenty For his career, he's 240 with a 638 OPS. Last year, 294, 774 OPS. So what, what so are you saying he does great at? progressing and getting I'm better. Saying he's good, I'm saying he's good at everything. He's, he's good. He's solid every day. Yeah. He's not great at any one thing besides average. Sure. But at, at that point but in the being draft. Good, but being good at everything in that 7th, 8th round is really good. It's he solid, yeah. He's stolen bases. I haven't projected 280, 22 homers, 80 runs, 80 RBIs. That's the county stats, the county stats are what's important for him, though, I think. That's the most important here's, thing for him. Here's the thing, right? So sure. I just read you my projection for Scooter Jeanette. How far off is that from Robinson Cano? 280, 22, 80, 80. He's probably Cano right now. Probably not that far off. Yeah, he's probably Cano like, right that's now. That's the argument you can make, and you could get Robinson Cano. The only thing is, though. You get Robinson Cano at pick 124, you get Scooter Jeanette at 90 right now. So 35 pick difference. Are they really that different? What's his hard hit? I wonder what Scooter's hard hit rate. Scooter's hard hit rate last year was 38.8%. That's good for a second base. It's really good for a second baseman. The so why is it second baseman was like and why apart. is his extra base hit so like it, it, low it, it, to me? He doesn't hit a ton of doubles. He doesn't hit a ton of homers. Thirty doubles is not terrible though. It's not terrible. But that's on the low. And the year before that, he had twenty two doubles. His home run to five ball ratio actually dropped. Yeah, they've turned more into home runs playing in uh, Cincinnati. Playing in Cincinnati, and he hits a lot of singles. That's where you get the batting average from. Singles, I like Scooter yeah. Jeanette, man. No, he's solid. He's solid. You know, how different is he than Robinson Cano? So it's what did Cano do when he came back last year? I don't have I don't have that answer. We're all gonna go to do the same thing right now. But like, <laughs> yeah. we're all typing. Away. I want to know what Cano did when he came back last year. Because I don't want I don't want to forget that Robinson Cano is a thirty six year old second baseman. Yeah, right. Like I don't I don't think we can forget that part. Scooter Jeanette he came back in like August, right? Yeah, Scooter Jeanette is a twenty eight year old dude in the prime of his career playing in a good ballpark. Maybe yeah, you're not gonna you're, in a good lineup. You're gonna want to hear these numbers. Sure. In in September, because I, I have no idea. In September and October combined, which is one game in October or whatever. Uh, mm. it, it was 26 games, so it's it's, it's an month. entire month. It's whatever. Month, yeah. Robinson okay. Cano hit 343 with four homers and 20 RBIs. It's great. Yeah, he can still play. I'm almost. It's hard to say safer with Cano because he's 36. That's the problem. It, and like the you ballpark, can't say you could argue the ballpark in City Field is actually better than Safeco. It's not better than Cincinnati, obviously. No, it's definitely not. But it's better than Safeco. It's like a slight park upgrade. Where? I'm sorry. A lot of people expecting the Mets lineup to be solid. Well, they are. Too, Greg. He, he's, not, he's not hitting. You know they're going to get on base. Nimmo and Conforto at the top of that lineup. And then you get. Nimmo's not, playing, Nimmo's not playing every day, right? Or is he? I think he, he wasn't is. very good against lefties last year, he but is. he does walk a lot. So much. I was looking at that before. I didn't hear anything. I heard is, something. Is he going to play every day? Yeah, he's going to play right field. There you go. Yeah, he plays he's right. right. I he's going to play every day. They even got Jeff McNeil uh, penciled in as their everyday left McNeil. fielder. McNeil. <laughs> McNeil, yeah, center field, too. They're going to Second base. Because why right now? Was it Lagaris in center still? The Mets. No, no, they're all Conforto. <laughs> Conforto's left. Conforto's yeah. Yeah. They don't have a legit center fielder. They don't. So they're going to try people out. Yes, they do. His name's Keon Broxton, baby. <laughs> baby. Oh, Keon. Baby. 2020. That's your center fielder. Keon. Um, <laughs> so Robbie Cano could still play, Greg. So what's the difference? He's batting third, too, in this lineup. New York Mets lineup. But Scooter Jeanette's batting second in the Reds lineup. 
So they're both in good spots. They're both in good spots. Better ballpark. Is the age worth the 30-pick difference? Robinson Cano, I th- 304 I- career hitter, hasn't been below... The last time he hit below 280 was 2008 Never. when he hit 271. But isn't this another one of those? In between 280 and 315 every dude, year. I know how good Robinson Cano is, mm-hmm. but isn't this another one of those things we talked about yesterday where you want to be a year late, a year earlier than yes. late? That's why I have Scooter 10 and I have Cano 11. Later. Sure. That's why you get him 35 yeah. picks later. I have Scooter I, I, ahead I of him. I hear you. I, hear, like, I, I would rather have Scooter's net with 35 picks later. I get it. It's fine. It's the fine backup plan. There's nothing wrong with right. that. There's nothing wrong with taking him later. Yeah. And I think. I have him behind Scooter. I think just Scooter because he's 28 and he's done it for two years running now. I think he's proven that he's going to do this. You, you know. worry about him getting traded, Greg. I think it's a fair. I think that's fair, but I don't. Th- if he gets traded, I don't. Know, I don't know that the situation gets significantly worse for him. Like I, I believe in him. Of course it does. He's oh, a he? solid. He, you know where he's going. You know where he's yeah, going. But Cincinnati's one of the best parks to hit in sure. already, and he's hitting ahead of Joey Votto. That's true. How many homers is he really going to lose? I mean, it depends on where well, he, he moves. He's traded to like Colorado, and then you're like, oh, this is awesome. He's not going no, there, Garrett Hampson. Garrett- I mean, Garrett Hampson sucks. He's dirty. Maybe Garrett Hampson <laughs> sucks. No, no. no, he doesn't. Why, right, why, why, is everybody, why is everybody in love with Garrett Hampson? I have Garrett Hampson 14th ranked second. Because he has, <laughs> he has good plate discipline. I have him 16. So not really that far off. Uh, look, he had good plate discipline in the minors. He didn't really show much last year, but didn't get a fair shake. He didn't right. get an opportunity. He hasn't to play done anything wrong yet. Major League level. Yeah. The guy is fast. He can steal bases. Like, you're looking for a, a middle infielder that can steal bags. In Roto, yeah. and give you that category, especially in the Rockies lineup. He's going to hit lower in the lineup, but he has good play discipline. Every level throughout the minors, he's he's walked a lot. He's hit for a solid batting average. He doesn't strike out all that much. He's got a little bit of and power. He's going to steal bases. Mm-hmm. Walks like, what's well, yeah. not what? I'll ask you this, Greg. What's not to like about Gary Yeah. Well, like his said, job security. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about that's basically it. Basically, it because he's going to be in a position battle with Ryan McMahon, look, and if he flutters, well, the Rockies if he do struggles. Ha- the Rockies, they have guys that can fill in. The Rockies do tend to be kind of anti-prospects. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but look, dude, the last two years, Hampson in, in the minors, right, hit three twenty six, three eleven. He had one hundred thirteen runs scored in the minors in twenty seventeen. He had twenty four doubles, twelve triples, eight home. Like this guy does everything really well. Stolen bases fifty one in two thousand seventeen, dude. This guy, and that's not even in Colorado. That's in the minor league parks. So imagine now in Colorado, the power numbers are probably going to boost up. Probably hit fifteen to twenty homers. This guy, plus four, you know, thirty, forty bags. That's a beautiful <laughs> thing from a cheap hyped. value guy. I like this guy a lot. I don't <laughs> see anything wrong. Hyped. I haven't found a stat that's wrong that's bad about him. I haven't found one. He stat. hasn't had a strikeout rate higher than seventeen and a half percent. Other than the twenty four games he had last year. In in twenty sixteen, seventeen seventeen point nine percent. He hasn't been higher than that at any minor league level. The walk rate has been between nine percent and fifteen percent at every level in the minors. The batting average hasn't been below three oh one. There is a lot to like here. And in he, Colorado, that boost. He's just got to perform during the spring. Yeah. To win out this job. Watch him carefully. He's competing yeah. against Ryan McMahon. McMahon. Who, who everyone loved last McMahon. year. McMahon. We, we want to make our team. You guys like McMahon. McMahon? I don't know too much about You can't like, like him. If you like Aaron Hampson, you can't like him this year. Yeah, I can't. I'm not on McMahon, yeah. McMahon's I'm a lefty, so I worry about the splits. Garrett Hampson, not a lefty. He's a righty, a young righty. Should I put Garrett Hampson? 24 years old. All right, so you guys think I should put Garrett Hampson on my list here? Absolutely. He's, He's on, on my list. I, I wouldn't mind him as my middle infielder. I don't want him as my starting second baseman, though. No, no, no. All right, I, I add Garrett Hampson to my list. Yeah, I draft him in, you know, like one of the last rounds and, you know, keep him on my bench until I need him. haven't we talked about in this middle tier yet? Well, we didn't talk about, I wanted to get to Sean Moustakis, then come back and think about Odor. Okay. All right, Sean versus Moustakis. Where are they going comparatively to each other, Frankie? All right, so Moustakis, you're getting at a pretty good value right now. Um, 
He's going at pick 150. Jeez. NFBC ADP. And uh, Travis Shaw is going at pick 94. All right, that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I think I, that we were the Travis Shaw signed. guys last year. When that's did, ridiculous. When did Moustaka sign? He signed on Monday, Monday right? Yeah. What, was, what, what was the date then? The 18th? 18th. All right, so I'll, I'll look up his NFBC ADP only over the past three days to see if Moustakas has climbed up draft boards. Over the past three days, he has. He has climbed up draft boards. He's going at pick 136 now. Right. So he's, he went up around. He went up 15 picks. Where's Shaw? And Shaw is 91. So he's also climbed. Why are they that different? I don't know. They're kind of the same guy. Except Anything for you, Travis Benjamin? Shaw actually has more lefty splits that you need to worry about. Totally. Michael Moustakis actually holds his own against lefty. Totally. Yeah, I like Moustakis Not more. really understanding. I like Moustakis more. Because even if you make the argument, oh, Travis Shaw has dual position eligibility, Michael Moustakis is also going to have dual position eligibility. He's actually safer, in my opinion. I don't get that one. Yeah. I, I, in this park... This is a market inefficiency here. I don't get this one at all. Why, why Shaw is ahead of him, you're saying? Yeah, or? this makes sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Travis Shaw is projected to bat cleanup. Michael Moustakis is a little bit lower. He's going to bat six. But they, that could change in Yeah, that, yeah, that could change in you know, a couple weeks. I mean, here's the what thing. What do you think here, Venture? I, I was never a Shaw guy, okay? I, I always I thought he's going to fail. We loved him last I year. I know, you guys... And listen, he proved me wrong, but listen, raw power, Moustakas is the guy. And that's the, that's the thing about these guys. They're raw power guys. That's their numbers. And, and Moustakas is the power guy. It has a lot more power, in my opinion. That's where he wins the battle. I, I don't understand this ranking. Greg. That's where he wins you the know, battle. I was, I was doing my second base rankings today. They don't have Mike Moustakas yet, but I have him ranked inside my top 10. I have Travis Shaw a few spots lower. Should be. Shaw does walk a lot, though. More second baseman after this. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Fantasy Sports Today. Le'Veon Bell's offer was not fair. It was not market value. Right. And the Steelers right. didn't want to commit to him for uh, right. obviously a variety of reasons. And I understand the Steelers' viewpoint as well. We've paid him a bunch. He's been suspended. He's got an injury history. He's got all these miles on it. The irony is that they put the miles on him from the Steelers' standpoint. Well, yeah, you gave him the ball 400 times. Obviously, he's got a lot of miles. He helped you get to the playoffs. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. Zion Williamson could be playing with a bunch of white kids at a YMCA. Who's the best player in China? Who's the best player in China? We don't know because we don't care in this country. He's a billion-dollar athlete. We're talking about He's a billion-dollar athlete playing for free. He just got hurt for free. Listen, nobody's saying he should be playing for free. He is only worth what we're talking about right now because he's a duke. If he was in China, we wouldn't care. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Oh yeah! 
Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, final 20 minutes um, of the program. I'm not sure you'll ever get used to that venture. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I like the Backstreet Boys and Insane. Yeah. I oh, did. That was my era. Like, you know, I can't help that. So, a name we skipped here, by the way. Uh, two, two names we skipped, actually. Speed Guys, Johnny VR, D. Gordon. Yeah. VR, but, I have ahead of uh, Shaw. I do as well. Really? You yeah. guys are buying back into Johnny VR? And D. Gordon. Not necessarily. It's just the. Stolen the, the landscape of stolen bases. Yeah, I'm out on this guy. You're out on him. Yeah. Well, I don't want you, him as a starter. Look, at you all, don't have he's to. He's going to you top 10 second baseman. You don't want him as a starter. the position no, no, sucks, Greg. I have him at 12. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's I, tight I, have, that's I have him at 9. Top 10. See? Because it's wow. because of the landscape what, what of stolen doing? bases, Greg. This is a disaster. Ooh, Wait, there's two right. guys we didn't Even, mention that I have at 8 and 9 that we didn't mention at all. Get to them in a second then. Hang on. All right. With Johnny VR, even if he struggles in Baltimore, who's who's gonna take his job, Greg? I don't know. That's what you don't you don't have to worry about that now because when he was in Milwaukee, they actually had players that were serviceable. Where if he struggled, that was a team that was contending. He's now in Baltimore. He's basically just like a fill in for a year or two until like whenever they get prospects that they could play at second base. Such a bad team, this team. It's a yeah. ma- it's a bad team, but he's gonna hit leadoff. And he's going to steal bases, and he's going to have the green light because he did last year when he was in Baltimore. There's nothing holding him back. Even if he struggles, he's still going to have the opportunity to play every single day. This is the landscape of the stolen base position. I understand where Jonathan VR is going this year. Me, personally, I don't know that I'm going to have him on my team, so it would have to be like a roster construction thing where like I feel good well, about my batting average, but I need stolen bases. And you so have that's Jonathan none. VR kind of comes in here. If you have him none, you think he could be a starting second baseman. That's right. For Roto, yes. For points leagues, he could do damage too. But gross, I don't, I don't guys, this leagues. is gross. Why? I, listen, he he has potential. Like, these names, dude, right? These there names. were eleven players with thirty plus stolen bases mm-hmm, last year. Mm-hmm. Eight of those players had double digit home runs. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Villar was one of them. Yes, he was. So it, it's not like every player you're going to find that gives you stolen bases isn't going to completely tank your power. Yeah, Jonathan Villar in Roto drafts is a guy that's going to give you thirty plus stolen bases, maybe even forty. And he doesn't twenty homers, maybe. He doesn't completely Max. sink your power. He's gonna give you fifteen. He's never, hit 20, he's never hit twenty. Homers. I know he had he's nineteen. Not gonna hit 20. But he's, gonna, he's gonna give you twelve. But he has power. Homers. He has power in his bat. He could. It depends on how hot he is at the time. The guy's so streaky. He's super know. streaky, yeah, but he yeah. strikes out a lot. Look, there's. He's a perfect roto player. I don't want this guy in head to head. I don't want him in points leagues because he's gonna go through weeks where he sucks. Yeah. But end of season numbers. Here's what I have him at: two fifty, thirteen homers, sixty five runs scored, fifty five RBIs. 35 stolen bases. Yeah. He's and a great a bench guy. second baseman in Roto. Would you rather have, would you rather have D. Gordon he's not an active or Jonathan VR? I'd rather have... I would okay. rather have VR because... Yeah. Power. At least he doesn't completely sink you. He'll give you 12 to 15 homers. D. Gordon's going to give you two. Four. Yeah. He's also gonna, D. Gordon's also going to give you a better batting average. And... Potentially more stolen bases. But listen, they're, they're close. Like, they're going close like for that. a reason. is the perfect guy to have on your roster as a bench player because then if he gets hot, you plug him in whenever you want. You, because he, when he's hot, he could be just as good as any other second baseman when that's he's for, hot. That's for a points league. I mean, from Roto, you have to draft this guy oh, as a starting second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roto's right. different, yeah. Gun to your head, who do you take? VR or D. Gordon? <laughs> Death is not an option. <laughs> Gun to my head, I would take D. Gordon. I would take wrong t- answer. It's not the wrong answer. Because <laughs> you're looking for speed, right? It's the only thing. You, when you just pick, you were only looking for speed. I think D. Gordon gets a better shot at getting more stolen Wait, bases. why are you only looking for speed? You're not, you're gonna, I'm getting the power a, elsewhere. This is a complete roster construction thing, though, Greg. 
Correct it. Sure it You're is. You're only looking for speed, but then for the rest of the draft, every other player you draft has to give you at least 20-plus homers. Every at least player. Jonathan Villar is giving you 12 to 15, dude. D. Gordon's giving you two. He's giving me 10, he's giving me 10 to 12 more homers. That's it. That matters. It's two more home runs per player. Which also means more RBIs. 20 more RBIs, probably. At least. I'm telling you, it matters, Greg. Also, D. Gordon stole 30 bases last year. VR stole 35. Sure. So what if yeah. they if no, they steal the same amount of bases? He was, D. Gordon, he was dealing with a foot injury. I know. Last year. Yeah. But, so, but, and before but, the foot injury, he was like a D. Gordon type year. But that might affect him. 50-plus stolen bases. But that could affect him in the future. He's 31 years old. Look, neither, April 22nd. Neither one of these guys are active targets of mine. Like, that's just how I'll put it. In yeah. Roto, if you have the right roster construction, I think D. Gordon is going to bounce back and do a lot of what we've seen him do in the past, which at his draft price, you're actually getting him at a discount. Yeah. Because a couple of years years ago, he was going third, fourth round. Yeah. He's giving you 50-plus stolen bases. I still think that he has that upside. And he's going to give you... Uh, he's not going to kill your batting average. Yeah. Probably like a 280 hitter. Mm. So... I think both of these guys are fine where they're going, and they're, you'll, if you need stolen bases at that part of the draft, you can take these guys. Me, personally, they're not active targets of mine. Yeah. There's two guys I think that go are my 8-9 picks. I, I should go ahead of them that I think can be starting guys. There's a guy we're forgetting completely because he was a solid second baseman every single year, top five second baseman. Brian Dozier. Are we just going to completely throw him off? Is Dozier done? Like, I, I don't understand. Dozier's been a great... I'm I'm out. <laughs> You're out on Dozier? Yeah, I'm out. Why? Um I think a lot of his value is tied into the fact that he was hitting leadoff for the Twins. Minnesota Twins every mm-hmm. single year, year in and year out. I don't expect him to do that with the Washington Nationals here. They have uh they have better guys that they could put at the top of the lineup. They have Trey Turner, they have Juan Soto, they have Anthony Rendon. I think he's gonna hit closer to the bottom of the lineup and I mean, you want to talk about streaky. They haven't been in fifth right now. Ryan what Dozier is one of the most streaky players ever. ever. It's like either a first half where he goes off and then second half he sucks, or one year he's going to suck in the first half mm-hmm. and everyone basically wants to drop this guy and then the second half, next thing you know, he hits 25 home runs in a, in a half with a, with a 300 batting average. It's just... He's yeah. super streaky. I think everything kind of cratered for him last year. I'm not saying... He had a real big down year last year. I'm not year. saying that he's completely done. Yeah, but I, I don't think, think a lot done. of his value came in Minnesota as an accumulator, a guy who was in the lineup every single day, who, you know, was going to score runs. A lot of his value was tied into giving you 100 runs. But now the thing is, if he's batting fifth or sixth, right? Yeah. Now he could just drive in runs as opposed to score runs. So he should make up for it with RBIs. The guy has power. The guy hit 34, 42 homers. I don't think he's a very good hitter. He's not a great hitter. He's not going to bat for high average. He's going to hit like 240. He walks a lot. So if you hit 240, even hitting fifth in the Washington Nationals lineup, let's, let's say he hits... You know, 25 homers. I think he's still at 25 homers. What's his RBI total really going to look like? 85-90. I think 85-90. Stolen Nationals bases. have a pretty decent lineup. He's not going to give you many stolen bases anymore. He's going to give you 10 stolen bases. Mm-hmm. He had 12 last year. The average will I suck. I don't like Brian Dozier. Like Brian Dozier. The average sucks, but look, walks are good. Everything else is good besides the average, really. I mean, everything else is pretty solid, unless he hits 20 homers again. Then you don't want that, obviously. What happened with I think him he has potential the at 30 last year? He hit 182 with a 650 OPS. Streak, right? Like this, one of the streaky players. It was brutal. Streaky, but, but like, he's bad. He's bad. Right, but streaky, but his career's actually pretty consistent. Like his whole career has been pretty solid. Like the last five years before last year, right? The last five years before last year, he was pretty solid hitter all around. I mean, he hits around 260, the 270. Half. The second half. Yeah, look, dude, he's a streaky guy. Agree to disagree. Guys, we have about. Metric, ten, you could have him, man. Guys, we have about, ten, like we have, <laughs> we have about 10 minutes left in the program. Yep. You have a man crush like base. You have a man crush at second base. I want to start with yours, Frank, and that's Renette Odor. What makes you like Odor so much this year? 
Yeah, so a little sneak peek preview. Uh, I released this on my Patreon. He's probably my main target at the second base position. And it was because Rugnet Odor made improvements last year. He did things that you hadn't seen him done before. I'm not going to dispute that his his career has been a roller coaster to this point because mm. he's still young. The batting average has been up and down. It's ranged anywhere from 204 to 271. So there's a lot of volatility in his batting average, but. He's one of these rare breeds that has the upside to hit 30 home runs and steal you 15 bases. And I really, really like what he did last year in terms of improving his plate discipline. Entering last season, he never was higher than a 4.9% walk rate. That was all the way up to 8% last year. I I, I put out an article where he worked with Shin Tzu Chu actively because he wanted to become a more patient hitter, a more selective hitter. He didn't chase pitches outside the strike zone as much. He didn't swing and miss as much. He did everything that you could possibly ask for out of a guy that's like in his 20s. He made all the tangible improvements that you want. And on top of that, his batted ball data is amazing. We're looking at a 45% hard hit rate last year from second from a second baseman. Among all second basemen with 500 plate appearances, 45% hard hit rate was by far number one. The next closest was Jed Lowry. Yep, well, he better because 40%. he doesn't really do much else well. You know, you know, I think the walks improved. We've seen we've seen the upside with the batting average, and I say upside loosely because it was two seventy. Yeah. I'm not projecting that, but I do think that if these improvements that he made from a plate discipline perspective carry over into this year, and the fact that he hits the ball as hard as he does, I think we could be looking at a guy who hits two sixty with twenty five to thirty home runs and fifteen stolen bases. And if you bet second in the Rangers lineup in that ballpark, mm-hmm. he's going to score runs and he's going to drive in RBIs. So Rugnet Odor is a top eight second baseman for for me this year. I love him a lot more than, in Roto than I do in points leagues because yeah. I worry about, like, okay, is the walk rate going to carry Streaky. over? I hope that it does. And if it does, he actually will be better for points leagues because in years past, he strikes out a lot. He doesn't walk. But if those things, you know, if they come closer to each other where he starts walking more and continues to strike out a little bit less, then he is going to get better as, like, a points league player. Mm. As of right now, he's a main Roto target of mine. Yeah. Especially at his draft price, where in years past, this was a guy you had to pay up for. Now you're getting him at pick 125. Definitely a better Roto player than points league player. I love him, man. I Uh, I really love him. The park, I'll give you that. The lineup looks pretty bad to me. That Texas Rangers lineup is not good. It's it's not a great lineup. I tried telling this to Frank yesterday. It's not that good of a lineup. But you're telling me if he bats second in that lineup, he still can't can't score 80 He'll score runs, runs, yeah. Yeah, sure. He'll score 80. Yeah, and he'll come close to 80 RBIs, too. Probably so. All right, that was your man crush. hurt you anyway. That was your man crush. <laughs> Venture, your man crush is Yuan Moncada. Yeah. How come? So, you know, I like young guys, obviously. I like top prospects. I like, any- that? <laughs> <laughs> I like anybody. Listen, uh, I've been watching for a few years now. I've been following him to, you know, see how his, yeah, progress, uh, his career progresses. He's a big-time prospect. He had a terrible year last year. Back to 35, strikes out a ton. Uh, but here's the thing: things I do like that stand out to me. Obviously, 67 uh, walks last year, 578 at bats. Uh, I like that. A young player in his first full season to walk almost 70 times. I think that's a big green flag uh, to have that type of play discipline. I know he strikes out a lot, but that's just going to be the type of player that he is. He's going to be a power hitter, walks a lot, almost a, tr- a three true outcome guy, but will also hit a lot of doubles. Uh, and I think the average will go up. Uh, I think eventually. You know, he'll adjust to the league. He's still, once again, another young guy, 23 years old. He's going to be 24 in, in May. Uh, but, listen, in the minors, 285 career batting average. I think he just needs to adjust. Once again, I think 
he needs the time to adjust. Especially a guy who strikes out a lot is going to need the time to adjust. But one per- positive thing right away is the plate discipline. And I think once he catches up and cuts down the strikeouts, you're going to see a whole doof- different Mankata. And this happens with a lot of young guys, you know, coming into league that have power like this. Uh, hopefully he just doesn't turn out to a uh, Byron Buxton and we have to wait, you know, years and years and years before he actually shows his true, true self. Uh, but I think eventually you're going to see a ton, like across the board, stolen bases as well. I think you're going to see him steal 20 bases possibly this year, 15 to 20. Uh, I mean, one year he stole 45 bases in the minors. So this is a guy that could do it all. We just haven't seen it come together yet. So I, I, I'm expecting that. And you're getting him at a decent value, I think. Nobody's really talking about him. People were hyped about him last year, coming into the year, right? Coming into last sure. year. I think people, Young guy, of yeah, course. And now kind of people forgot because, you know, he had such a bad year. But I think this is when you see a guy... Rebound. This is when you see a guy, you know, make his, his growing, you know, his growth. Maybe he won't have his big breakout season, but I think he's definitely going to improve, you know, a lot of those numbers. The average should go up, and, and, and the doubles, the homers, all that should go up Great. this year. This, this has Javier Baez written all over it. This does look like a Javier and, Baez thing. And look, Venture Except called it last walks. year with Baez, and he's calling a shot this year with, uh, with Yohan Moncada, and he's going at pick 157. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, he's going later than Odor. Some other second base, like he's going after Ahmed Rosario. Ugh. Should Moncada be going after no. Ahmed Rosario? No, no, no. Like, a lot of people are excited about Rosario. I get it. They, they like the stolen base upside and stuff. Like that's a kid that needs time to grow his power. Stockis is going at one thirty six, and Moncada is going at one fifty seven. So you're getting him twenty picks later. I mean, that those are the second baseman in that range. You know, in in kind of like the middle rounds and. Look, he hits the ball extremely hard. Yeah. 90.6 mile per hour average exit velocity. That's 42nd in baseball. Remember, that's coming from a second baseman. 42nd average exit velocity in baseball. He makes, like, the quality of contact that he makes is really good. And I tried to make arguments for Moncada last year. Remember, me and Florio used to get into shouting matches at each other, yelling about Yohan Moncada. I said he could be a league winner. He didn't do it last year. He kind of made me look stupid. So, Well, yeah, listen. If he, cuts, if he just cuts down the strikeouts to 28%, right, Greg? Yeah. The batting average will go up to 260. Yeah. Because of the quality of contact that he makes. If he just swings and misses less, cuts down the strikeout rate by 5%, his batting average will, will go up to 260. And the, the contact that he makes, those balls are going to fly out a little bit more because he's obviously making more contact. So, yeah. if he just lowers the strikeout rate by 5%, we could be talking about Moncada as a 260 hitter with close to 25 home runs and, and maybe 20 steps. Yeah, and I think the ceiling potential for this year could be 270, 30 homers, you know, RBIs and runs scored in that lineup, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm hoping, you know, 80-plus RBIs, maybe around 80-plus runs scored. I mean, he scored 73 runs last year. That's, that's, that's a lot for a guy that batted 235, you know what I mean? If he doesn't uh, strike out as much, he'll be on base more, too. Yeah, I think all those numbers are just bound to go up. Listen, there were scouts talking about this guy being like the next Manny Ramirez type hitter when he was coming up. We can't just forget about that just because he had one bad year and the guy's 23 years old. He's still a, you know, a top prospect. He's still a young guy coming up into the league. So I think you got to give him a chance, especially at the value you're going to get him. Because if once he does break out, you ain't getting him at this value ever again. So now's the time to buy into him. You know what I'm saying? His sprint speed was in the 89th percentile last year as well. He was that, a great athlete. That's great you, athlete. Did that sell you again on your own Wakata? 6-2-205. I want him more as my middle infielder than I do as my starter. Yeah, no, second. not as, yeah. If I can get him as my middle infielder, sure. maybe I could buy in on that. But again, it's going to have to be the right roster construction. I don't want him in my points leagues because I get penalized for strikeouts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Benchford doesn't. Uh, but yeah. if you play in best ball, like 
on, on fan tracks, you don't get penalized for strikeouts there either. Right. Maybe that's a spot where you want your own. There's a little advice in your best ball draft. There you go. Oh, God, no strikeouts. I'm about to pick, I think, soon, actually. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, two minutes left here in the program. A couple other second basemen, I, I think, of note. One of the first prospects, I think, off the board, like, forget Vlad, like, Vlad's a top player or whatnot. I'm talking about a guy that isn't Vlad. Garrett Hampson. Is Nick Senzel. <laughs> I'm really interested in Nick Senzel. For the Reds. That name's been flowing around for a while. motivation for the Reds to move Scooter They're going to they play him in center field. Senzel? They already have like eight outfielders. They don't have a center fielder. That sucks. They don't have a center fielder. Are they really not? No, because it's Shebler, Winker, Winker and Puig. Uh, Puig. Um, Puig. 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 I call him Puig. And Bear Puig. I don't think they like Puig. Scotty Shebler. Yeah, these guys aren't real true center fielders. Neither is Nick Senzel. No. He could be <laughs> second baseman. He's a third baseman. He could be the athlete to do it. I have no idea. I mean, I have no, I, you you don't know. I don't know. I don't one know. of these other guys to be a, here's a, a center fielder if you want him to be. Here's what we got on Senzel. I mean, you, could, you should be excited about Nick Senzel. It's just like I'm, I like finding him. him playing time. That's the problem. Dude, no. If he's good enough, they'll find him playing time. In, in 2017, in the minus, he had 321, 14 bags, oh. 97 strikeouts, 49 walks, not terrible, 65 RBIs, 14 homers, 40 doubles. 81 runs scored. You got to like... He could be one of these 2020 guys. And unlike, awesome. unlike yeah. Moncada, he, he doesn't have the strikeout issues. That's why I like Nick right, Senzel. he doesn't have the strikeout issues. why I like Nick Senzel a lot. But he needs to play in the majors first. Or, yes, he does. That's the problem. See, Nick Senzel going at pick 218. So. Any, other, any, any other second baseman, Frank, before we wrap up? Uh, shout, out to, uh, shout out to Jake Seeley. He's been all over Lourdes Gurriel, and I kind of looked into him, and I think he's a guy that can hit you know 270 with 20 homers. I'll have to like about Kettle Marte again as well. Cesar Hernandez, he's my ninth. Always, Cesar Hernandez. If he's batting towards the top of the lineup, you want to own Cesar Hernandez, especially in points Points leagues. Especially in points leagues. Chris Vetcher, Frank Stample, I'm Greg Sussman. Short stops tomorrow? Sure. I hope. Sure.